coming to you from the Spirit Lounge. I'm your host, Lily. With me is my co-host, Vanessa. And this is the Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Welcome back to the Spirit Lounge for another happy hour. So, Vanessa, how have you been? Pretty good, pretty good. Anything new going on with you at all? Um, nothing new. No. I did want to bring up, since we both have kids. Oh, fun, uh, funny story. Funny stories. So, lately, I mean, you and I have kids, but right. different spectrums. Like, mm-hmm. I have a teen, and then you're dealing with a toddler. A toddler. <laughs> <laughs> so... My daughter is really into making videos like memes and things like that, mm-hmm, you know, with mm-hmm. her friends. And they ju- that's all they do. They just send them to one another. That's like their thing. Okay. So instead of texting, they just send each other videos. She'll send me videos every now and then of different versions of herself yeah. talking, talking to herself. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> well, it's like, if that makes sense. It's like she tries to play like the kid and then the mom or yes. then it's like a play. She puts yeah. on a whole play. Yeah. It's like this whole show. <laughs> so like my question is whenever, mm-hmm. whenever I get these videos from her. Yeah. How did she film? Are you guys actually there watching <laughs> her film? Are you guys like holding the phone so, for her? Sometimes like, for example, yesterday, we're, my husband and I are just sitting there, you know, in the right. living room. We're minding our own business, but she's in the other room. Yeah. All of a sudden comes in and says, can somebody hold the phone for me? I can't push the record button. We're like, ugh. So we're like, we're, we're comfortable. Right. We're watching TV. I don't even bother to look up. And my husband realizes <laughs> I'm not going to get up. So he's the one that has to get up. <laughs> he tells her just this one time. She's like, okay. To go record her videos. Yeah, so I can hear them in the other room. And I can <laughs> just picture it because I've been the person having to hold the phone before. Because it's actually, it's when you think about yeah. it, when I first got like the very first video she ever sent me, mm-hmm. I was like, how the hell did she do this? Because it's <laughs> cutting from this one to that one and she's wearing one outfit here and all of a sudden it cuts to another one and she's like in a wig and she's doing all (laughs) kinds of jazz and i'm like all these edits and things yeah Yeah. i know i'm like if only she took that time really and used it for something else it's great she made like a whole show just with herself yeah they're like editing and all this stuff i'm like if only you could take that time and really you know do your homework or something or clean the house or do something (laughs) useful Oh, gosh. Kids are great. Yeah, they're amazing. (laughs) Especially when they start growing older into teen world. (laughs) I guess we've been up to quite quite a bit. Dealing with kids. Busy busy with family stuff. But I mean, other than that, pretty excited for for this episode. Is it our last, uh, what what is it, February love themed episode? February really flew. flew. It did. It flew by. I can't believe it. So, on that note, what do we have going on for today's episode? Well, in today's episode, we wrap up our bloody Valentine's season with a couple of love stories full of deceit, jealousy, and of course, murder. So sit back, get comfortable, and pull up a drink. So today's drink feature is the Love Triangle. This one looks super, looks super really nice. Yeah. <laughs> Very pink. It's uh for those of you that haven't seen our picture yet it's imagine pepto-bismol pink (laughs) oh my gosh that's true it is (laughs) 
It smells good though. Yeah. It smells really it's, good. It smells amazing. So. I like this for being the uh, last drink of the of the of the month of the themed month of the Valentine season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's called the Love Triangle. And what is it? It's strawberry vodka, chocolate vodka, strawberry puree, half ounce, half and half. And then you just puree the strawberries. You add in some water, sugar, and then blend it all up. Honestly, it doesn't. It seems like a lot of stuff, but it goes by really quick. Making it super easy. Yeah. Yeah. And especially since the finished product Mm -hmm. is going to be amazing. I know. All right. So here we go. go. Cheers. Cheers. It's a little spill. A little spills around. Got excited. <laughs> Go ahead. Bottoms up. Also, for garnishing purposes, in case you haven't seen our picture yet, we put uh, drizzled some chocolate uh, syrup mm-hmm. around the cup. Mm-hmm. Mainly what we did, we didn't have syrup, so we kind of melted the chocolate chips. So yeah. you could do either way. Mm-hmm. But what do you think? This is freaking good. Mm-hmm. This is so good. Yeah. It seems I just want to like chug it. <laughs> It's delicious. You could get in trouble with this one. Yeah. Talk about my bloody Valentine, pretty mm. much. Because who knows how you'll end up after. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> kidding. This is this is so good. So is this kind of like a like a martini almost? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a martini. So. Mm-hmm. You can really taste the strawberry. Mm-hmm. Love that. I love the the subtle chocolate. So it's it's like a strap. It's like a what is it? A chocolate dipped strawberry. Right. Yeah, that's really essentially what it would be called. This is so good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely recommend this one. (laughs) This is a fun drink. Gosh. Yeah. Just be careful. It gets dangerous Mm -hmm. because you do not Mm -hmm. want to stop. You don't because it's so freaking good. (laughs) All right. So uh, bloody hearts. How many bloody hearts? This one is definitely for me. Five out of five. Oh, yes. Me too. Definitely five out of five. Super love this one. I think. Out of the whole month, this has been my absolute favorite. This is a home run. Like, I loved the beers. The beers were great. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, But this... For those of you that really love, like, martinis Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. really love, like... This is milky, creamy. And I think that's why... My favorite, creamy, clearly. Yeah. Um, I think that's why I love this one, because I love love the martinis. Mm -hmm, I love going down mm -hmm. to that place that we have here in town, the martini bar. Mm -hmm. They always have amazing martinis. Right. And this reminds me of one that they have. Because didn't you go recently? Uh, Yeah, I went... For uh, Valentine's. Yeah, like a couple weeks weeks ago we went. Mm -hmm. And I got a chocolate dip strawberry i think is what it's called the martini yeah and it tastes just like this it It tastes just like it oh good super good Good, good, super good Good deal so yeah love it awesome so now that we have our amazing drink that i wish we would have made more of i know yay uh (laughs) vanessa what do you have for our first story well i decided to pick this story because it is local true crime that sparked my interest And this story really made it big news everywhere. And because we like to feature QC topics, Mm -hmm. I felt that this one would be a good one to share with our Haunted Happy Hour family in case they had not heard anything about it yet. Yeah, I feel like it's been all over the place. Like you said, it's local, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I've seen it even nationwide. Right. And it's super interesting, I mm -hmm. think. Okay. A teen love triangle ends with a missing girl, a dismembered body, and three families change forever in East Moline, Illinois. 
Adrienne Reynolds, lived with her mother in Texas. In 2004, she moved to the Quad Cities. When Adrienne hit her sweet 16, she arrived at her father and stepmother's house. Adrienne was not getting along with her mother and everyone decided the new scenery would be a welcoming change for the blossoming but rebellious teen. Her stepmother reported that when she arrived, she had no high school credits. It seemed that Adrienne was more focused on her social life rather than focusing on her schoolwork. Her father and stepmother enrolled her at the Blackhawk Outreach Center, which is an alternative high school in East Moline, Illinois. Unfortunately, for this outgoing, friendly teen, the phrase, choose your friends wisely, would be a hard lesson learned. You see, she started hanging around the wrong kinds of people that did not have her best interests in mind. Jealousy, greed, demanding, are just a few of the words to describe her newfound friendships. She befriended Corey Gregory, a 17-year-old that seemed to enjoy the same social party life that Adrian could relate to. They shared the same interests in music and seemed to hit it off right away. Adrian didn't know that prior to her arrival, Corey was involved with 16-year-old classmate Sarah Kolb. Corey described her as a very controlling person, but that didn't seem to bother him. They were inseparable. They eventually broke up, but continued to gravitate towards one another. In a letter Corey wrote to Sarah, he stated, I love you. I have ever since I laid eyes on you. You are all that I think about. You're the only one that I feel like I could speak my emotions to. I want you to know I will always be that for you. Eventually, Sarah developed a crush on Adrian. During classes, Adrian and Sarah would pass notes to one another. They became very good friends and developed a close relationship. In time, Sarah was not happy that Adrian liked Corey and that she asked him out. Initially, it was all friendly and fun with the two girls. Unfortunately, their relationship started to go downhill. Friends of theirs said that Sarah was enraged that Adrian had feelings for Corey. This trio becomes a triangle of drama and deceit. On January 21st of 2005, Adrian's parents grew worried when the teen did not come home after school to change into her work uniform. It was out of character for Adrian to not do that. Later that evening, the anxious parents wound up calling the police. At first, the police called it a runaway situation. But her parents didn't agree because Adrian never picked up her paycheck at work and she never picked up any belongings. East Moline cops then started their investigations. They were told that Adrian left the school with three other kids, Sarah, Corey, and their mutual friend, Sean. Little did everyone know what really had occurred 
that afternoon, which changed the lives of these teens forever. On the afternoon of January 21st, Sarah invited Adrian to join her, Corey, and another friend, Sean McKittrick, for lunch at Taco Bell. When they arrived there, Sarah and Adrian reportedly began fighting. Sean told Sarah to stop, but she told him if he didn't like it, then he should leave. He immediately did so. Corey later stated that his love and devotion for Sarah is what kept him from calling for help. In the parking lot of Taco Bell, Corey held down Adrian while Sarah strangled her with a belt. After the brutal action had taken place, the two paused for a cigarette, then panicked about what they had done. They wound up putting her in the trunk. They wanted to bury her body, but since the ground was frozen, they decided to burn her body. When it failed to burn after several hours, they recruited Nathan Gaudet, a 16-year-old boy from Moline, who they described as loving blood and gore, to help dismember the body. Nathan used his grandfather's handsaw to remove Adrian's head and arms and place them in a garbage bag. They disposed of some parts at Blackhawk State Park and some parts remained at the farm. Four days later, authorities were led to Adrian's remains by Corey Gregory. Today, Sarah and Corey remain incarcerated for the murder of Adrian Reynolds. It's unfortunate that many lives were destroyed and cut short in this tale. So that's the end of my story, Lily. I mean, like I said before, that's such a, an interesting one because it is local true crime. Mm-hmm. And it's a very and sad one. It's sad. You know, I, I, I remember when this story came out. Do you? When, when was it? 2000? 2005. 2005. Because I knew some people that knew her. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And when this happened, I was just like, man, that's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to just hear about the unfortunate things that happened to adrian right like yeah i mean the fact that people can do that to somebody Mm -hmm. that's horrible i know it it's wild and uh sarah and Corey both had different stories that they were telling oh and when they were being questioned by the cops Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and apparently sarah was known to be a very good liar oh gosh and she was what she was trying to do was um kind of just not really trick, I should say, but yeah. just kind of lead the cops elsewhere, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what she was trying to do. And she was kind of doing a good job of it, kind of confuse them in a little way. But, you know, cops know better. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so it was it was a little tricky trying to ask her questions because I was listening to some of the recordings. And, oh, were you? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so she was kind of. So she's like very manipulative. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. I, I mean, for a teen, that's, she was what 15 she, she was 15 i think right i think she was 16, 16? i said but okay. i think so but anyway okay. so but for a teen i was thinking and i'm sitting there just thinking about right. it wow mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like yeah you're already thinking like that yeah you know it kind of blew me away but so how i don't remember how did they you know obviously her adrian's parents called the the police and they treated it as a runaway case at first mm-hmm. 
And then you had said that Corey eventually led the police to Adrian. How did the police realize like, oh yeah, something did happen to Adrian and start like I think opening it was, a case and all that? I think it was the fact that since their stories weren't matching up, but they realized that oh so they went to go question them even though that they thought it was a runaway case they still went to go talk to yeah, them because oh. the parents were really like no we mm-hmm. went to the restaurant where she works and they said that they haven't seen uh, her yeah okay. so the parents were already doing some work themselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so by the time the cops were saying oh this is a runaway case and they were like no because right. we did this this and that mm-hmm. so no it's not right. and so they realized it and then eventually you know she never showed up for work and then she wasn't going to school. Right. So they were realizing, okay, then we need to do something about it. So they started talking to Sarah and Corey. Right. And she, so Sarah was saying, you know, well, just because I got in a fight with her doesn't mean mm-hmm. I know where she is type of deal. Mm-hmm. So that's what mm-hmm. she kept telling them. And then I think she, she told Corey not to say anything. Okay. Um. So he pretty much would say other stuff and, so the cops realized, okay, so Corey's keeping quiet. You know, obviously there's something there. And then what I always thought was weird was, so Sarah and Corey broke up. Right. And then Sarah started liking Adrian. Mm-hmm. And then she finds out, Sarah finds out that Adrian likes Corey. Mm-hmm. But then Corey likes Sarah. So it it literally is like a triangle. <laughs> it really is. And then Sarah gets mad, though, at yeah. Adrian because Adrian likes Corey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then also, too, I feel, too, though, that Sarah was. OK, so apparently Sarah was like this popular girl okay. in their school. Yep. And she was known as the queen, I you know, see. pretty much, quote, you know, a.k.a. But she realized that Adrian was kind of maybe a rival in that way like because people were seeing oh well here's this new girl spotlight yeah Mm -hmm. here's this new girl coming from you know somewhere texas yeah somewhere else and she has this great accent and she's not like us here in the quad cities Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. sound like this she sounds like that right and then she has all these nuances that are different from yeah uh, and she was a pretty girl adrian was was pretty yeah Mm -hmm. so i think too i think that may have caught Sarah's eye in the beginning, yeah. but then slowly started realizing, you know, oh, wait, this right. girl is, you know, stealing yeah. what I'm about. Pretty much everything. Right. So I think that's really what hit home with so Sarah So she saw well. Adrian mm-hmm. as like a threat to everything that pretty she much. was. Yeah. And you know how teens are too, you know, right. at that age, you know, they, I mean, unfortunately, you know, everything's a big deal to them. And you know, I'm dealing with a teen now, mm-hmm, so I get mm-hmm, it. You know, mm-hmm. I understand. So what we it's like think, everything's like the end of the world, right? Mm-hmm. What we think as adults are like really right. It's okay. It'll be fine. Right. No, to them, it's like a huge thing because that's all they know. Mm-hmm. You know, that's they. This is their life, right? That's all they revolve around. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's all about me right now, right? So unfortunately, the all about me went a little too far. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, and the fact that they took it to the point that they had to do so much to her body well was let's just rewind that for a little bit that's first of all being in the parking lot of taco bell how does no one see this going on that's that's what i always thought too because i remember i was watching a show about that i think it was we'll say dateline i don't know but something similar to that and i remember watching it and they showed the picture of the taco bell Mm -hmm. 
it's right there on the busiest street <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah. And it's daylight. I it's know. What, it's like lunchtime, noon, noonish. So I'm assuming that where they were at school, they were able to get off campus, be yeah. able to go have lunch. So th- since she invited her, right. but they skipped school. Right. So I'm wondering if they had an open lunch yeah, type of deal. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they were supposed to go eat and come back. Yeah. They skipped, but they did all that stuff mm-hmm. in the car. Then they took her body out and put it in the trunk. Right. They're still at Taco right. Bell, though. In, okay. in plain daylight, cars passing by, workers, people yeah. in Taco Bell. Customers. You never, you don't see people hauling a body into a <laughs> trunk. Don't you think that would raise an eyebrow? I'm like, really? Or even what I always, what I always wonder too is, does not, does Taco Bell not have cameras? <laughs> well, I don't think at the time cameras were really be a big thing, was it? You oh, think? I 2005. Don't I don't know if they were really. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. But still, regardless, yeah, passer buyers. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's like in your business. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, yes. Right? Especially so like, there. Yep. Why wouldn't anyone approach and say, uh, is that person okay? <laughs> you know? <laughs> that is the oddest thing. I'm like, I'm sorry, but let's just be real here. That's the oddest thing. That's yeah, really I don't what get it. I was wondering. I'm like, and then why would just people, okay, let's just say we were looking. Really? I'm just going to walk by while these two kids right. are <laughs> lifting up this girl. Right. Putting her in a trunk, no less, right. shutting it and taking off. Right. Still, why would, okay, if I didn't, obviously, if I didn't approach them, why wouldn't you alert Taco Bell mm-hmm. or, or, call, or call, the call the cops? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, like, I saw, I saw this. Yeah, I mean, clearly I witnessed this. If Get the license clearly plate. Clearly they're dealing with the body. I would not right. approach. Obvious. Well, that's true. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows Step what one. they're going to do to me. Step one, don't approach, but. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, <clears throat> I don't get that. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, take down the plates or something, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's really what that's baffled crazy. me. I'm like, really, you're in the afternoon here. Right. I'm like, hello. <laughs> and then so they take her to, body yeah, to Alito. Sarah's grandparents' farm. Yeah, farm. in Alito, Illinois. Yep. Jeez. I know. So this is, I mean, they obviously well, had. And then so they, they. They planned it out. They planned it out. They had in a. In the car. They had a heart to heart, I'm sure. Gosh. After doing that, they paused. And then so they scatter pretty much her body. Yeah. In various places. Right. One of which being Blackhawk State Park, which is right here in Rock Island. Yes. That's like kind of scary. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. like super sad. Mm-hmm. Can't believe somebody did that. But also, I remember you were telling me a story about how you and another friend of ours went to blackhawk state park to just go walk around it's historic historic area there's a lot of um, native american yeah like energies and just all kinds of stuff there and so you have been there quite a bit right just to go on like investigate and go take pictures go do whatever it is that you Mm do Mm -hmm. but i remember one time you were telling me a story was this like last summer maybe the summer before that it might have been like covid summer i don't remember and how you were walking around with a friend and how you felt like weird. You felt like eeriness. And then you brought this story up because you were like, I felt weird. Oh, yeah. I, and then all of a sudden just clicked. And we're like, oh, my gosh. That's right. Where where was Adrian? True. Where, where was her True. body left? Right. Like we knew it was there in Blackhawk State Park. Mm-hmm. And then we wonder if that's that's what the, the eeriness was. Right. 
But obviously, like we said, though, there's a lot of stuff that's happened there anyways, ever since like long. There's a lot long of it, yeah, ago. a lot of historic activity there. Yeah. Because do you remember Ariel? Oh, yeah. Her team investigated right, over there. Right. Mm-hmm. From the Quad City Spirit Realm investigators. Mm-hmm. But this then I would think just adds more to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. It's a horrible, horrible story. Mm-hmm. And I saw this pop up. I want to say it was maybe like last month even Mm -hmm. about how Sarah, she's obviously still in prison, like you said, she was appealing her. Oh, really? Her sentence. But yeah, it's that's interesting. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And then wasn't somebody else the one who I want to say then was it Nathan? Mm -hmm. Nathan Goddard who who died didn't somebody die oh, did somebody oh, died I'm not sure. in like a car accident um, was that recent or um let me see a few years ago uh now okay so, yep three men killed in fiery cr- car crash yeah the one one was involved in adrian reynolds murder yeah it says right here oh wow yeah god god died in 2012 in indiana oh. it was indiana I never knew that. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, there's a lot of twists and turns to to this this story, I feel. Right. So Yeah, to the sad story. So on on that somber note. Of course. When we come back, we will have our second story. But right now, let's take a short break for a message from our affiliate. How would you like to get back to enjoying books? I know sometimes we don't always have the time for that, but with Audible, it's absolutely possible. Audible is the internet's leading provider of great titles. Now you can enjoy all your audio entertainment in one place. You'll always find the best of what you love and always find something new to discover. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobook titles across every genre, from bestsellers and new releases to mysteries and thrillers, motivation, wellness, paranormal, and much more. It also includes thousands of podcasts from popular favorites, including ours. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Now, I'm actually an Audible member myself, and I can't tell you how convenient it's been for me. I love reading, but I don't always have the time to just sit, focus, and enjoy reading a book all the way through. We all have busy lives and all have a lot of stuff going on. But with Audible, I can read and do something else at the same time. The Audible app makes it easier for me to spend more time listening to and finishing great titles, just like I did with one of my favorites, Life with the Afterlife by Amy Bruni. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. So head on over and start listening. Just visit audibletrial.com slash haunted happy hour. That's audibletrial.com slash haunted happy hour. And we're back with our next story. 
Are you someone who enjoys eating at a haunted restaurant or local bar? If so, then this might be a place for you. Hmm. Food Network actually compiled a list of the most haunted restaurants in every state. And they named the Speakeasy in Sacramento. That would be fun. As the spookiest in Nebraska. The Speakeasy in Sacramento, Nebraska has been a popular spot for locals and tourists alike for decades. The building, which dates back to the 1800s, served many purposes, including a general store, a once thriving bar during the Prohibition era, and currently a restaurant. However, as with many old buildings, it has a dark history and has been plagued by supernatural events for years. One of the most famous of these hauntings is the story of Faceless Fred. When Sacramento, Nebraska was in its early settlement, a man known as Fred lived in Phelps County in the later half of the 1800s. Known to be a ladies' man, Fred sought companionship with many women. He was, however, married to a woman named Jane reportedly a hard-working yet plain-faced and barren woman, Jane knew of her husband's philandering ways. While running a general store in Sacramento, where he provided various goods and homemade corn whiskey to patrons, Fred sparked an interest in a woman named Goldie. She happened to be a prostitute who was supposedly a part of the group of women who followed General Joseph Hooker's army into town. After talking with Goldie one afternoon in his general store, they made a date for that evening. Eventually, Jane found out about the affair. Irate and embarrassed by her husband's behavior, she had had enough. Jane flew into a fit of rage, attacked and murdered Fred. Once dead, she decided to rid him of the features used to attract women in life by cutting up his face. Once finished mutilating him, she disposed of the body in a well. Differing accounts of the location of the well add more mystery to the tale. According to legend, the exact spot has never been uncovered. The well could have possibly been located just outside of the general store, even possibly situated in the basement of the store, or it could have been near the road in front of the store. After the old general store was renovated into a restaurant and bar, visitors and staff began reporting paranormal activity. Faceless Fred is described as wearing a red flannel shirt and blue overalls with shaggy blonde hair and a blurry, indistinguishable face. One afternoon, a man came in wearing a red flannel shirt and blue overalls. He sat down at the bar and ordered a whiskey. After counting money at the cash register, the bartender turned around to complete the order, but no one was there. Many people believe 
that Faceless Fred's ghost is still haunting the building to this day. Some of the most common reports include the sound of footsteps and knocking coming from the empty rooms, unexplained cold spots, and strange shadows moving across the walls. However, the most unsettling aspect of the haunting is the reports of a faceless figure appearing to people. Fred is said to roam back and forth between the old general store and the road where the well may have been. Some employees claim to have been locked in the freezer by an unseen presence. Pots and pans are found thrown on the floor in the morning after the building was left empty overnight. Sounds of objects crashing are heard, but when the area is investigated, nothing appears out of place. Although the apparition is not generally known to touch people, one woman had her shirt tugged while paying at the bar. According to some witnesses, they have seen a figure with no discernible facial features lurking in the corners of the bar or standing in the shadows. In recent years, the legend of Faceless Fred has become something of a tourist attraction, with some people traveling from all over the country to visit the speakeasy to try to catch a glimpse of the ghostly figure. Some even claim that they've captured photographic evidence of the haunting. In addition to Fred, another spirit haunts the building. According to reports, a woman who died in a prairie fire with her daughter is said to linger around the building. If you want to know what Fred looks like for yourself, go to the elevator lobby at the speakeasy. There, you'll find a painted portrait of him flannel shirt, overalls, and a blank face. We have people come in just for that, says owner Ryan Pulls. Whether or not you believe in the haunting of Faceless Fred, there's no denying that it's a compelling and creepy story. The Speakeasy in Sacramento, Nebraska, is a historic building with a rich history, and the legend of Faceless Fred is just one more chapter in its long and fascinating story. Whether you're a skeptic or a true believer, a visit to the speakeasy is sure to be an unforgettable experience. So that's Faceless Fred. That's eerie. The name alone is creepy. <laughs> well, the fact that you said it was up here where it said something about like if you want to see what he looks like when it, it describes describing the picture of him flannel shirt overalls blank face mm -hmm. it's like oh yeah initially i knew nothing about this faceless fred i've never heard of it either and i happened to be watching uh travel channel one night mm -hmm. and it was the most terrifying places in america mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. and it was the episode i was watching happened to feature this story oh wow and i was like oh my gosh first of all that'll go great with our theme yeah. but second they showed like the picture mm -hmm. and it was oh, so they did is yeah. it creepy yeah it's <gasps> creepy it was, it's as if like a face with no features like with nothing on it so an empty Ugh. face yuck yeah <laughs> it's weird oh my god it this lady's weird. wife meant business though of you fred's know. yeah fred's wife yeah the, yeah fred's wife i'm sorry yeah <laughs> This was nuts. The fact that 
Yeah, she kind of just went cuckoo I'm, on yeah. him. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, which I, I get it, but right. at the same time, it's like, eeks. I know. Oh, see, look, that's one picture. You can't really see his face. Oh, sorry. People at home can't really see oh, it. Oh, yeah. But so I'm showing Vanessa a picture of faceless Fred wow. right now. And just like the weird scraggliness of the hair. I'll post this picture on, yeah. oh my gosh. on our social. But yeah, even that, that is alone is kind of weird. <laughs> it is weird. Um, and here's another picture, which yeah, that one's not very uh, scary. Well, it's kind of a drawing. It, it looks, looks kind of like, like a friendly ghost, though. Yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, I guess to to that point, though, they even said that he's not he's not known as like a bad a bad ghost. He oh. kind of just wanders around. I don't know, letting people know of his presence, really. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing bad about him. Mm -hmm. I mean, other than, I guess, the fact that... He has no face. He has no face. And I guess some of the some of the employees said that, that they did get locked in the uh, freezer. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, I wouldn't like that either. So, I mean, I did don't... Did it say for how long? Well, no. And, <laughs> and again, though, I don't know if it's even him or they've seen another... Or they've... They said that they have another spirit there, which is the spirit of that mm, lady. Okay. The one that died in that prairie fire with yeah. her daughter. Yeah, so who knows? True. Who knows what it is? True. This would be a, a good uh, road trip again. Yeah. And and I did see that. Well, it was featured on Food Network. Mm -hmm. That um, was cool, too. And it says that it has really good food. Ooh. Really good food. So if you're passing through, that would be a good like. Yeah resting point yeah because i saw too that the gps and this is another creepy thing like mm -hmm. some of the one of the uh, articles i was reading that they pointed out the address talking about it just like that and they're mm -hmm. like yeah sometimes the gps can't even find it like it's really yeah, the gps goes kind of like bonkers <gasps> that's kind of cool though. yeah um wow. but yeah apparently has really good food and people rave about the food like hmm. mm -hmm. so that's knows? awesome uh, again Another good summer road trip type of deal. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how I got through that story because this drink <laughs> is really hitting me. It's so good. So I haven't been able to stop. The behind the scenes for this episode has been extremely hilarious because <laughs> we've just been full of giggles and we've really been trying to hold it in this entire time because we're we're honestly laughing about just stuff that has happened to us <laughs> lately. Like there were stories you that have I a booger story. Yeah, there were you? stories that I didn't even get to share earlier. We were talking about that. <laughs> I have a phantom booger story. Wait, so tell me about this booger story. So the one night, so it was a Friday night, one of these Fridays, like recently. Okay. And we were watching a movie in our family room. And all of a sudden, I feel something cold <laughs> hit my cheek. <laughs> But it like literally landed on my cheek, like like to the you know when someone flicks something at you. <laughs> Lily just took a sip and she's really trying not to spit it out. <laughs> oh my god! I I wish I could have seen seen this. So I'm sitting there. We're watching a movie. It was me, my husband, my daughter, and all of a sudden, I just you know I I kind of went back. Like you flinched, kind of. I flinched, and I'm like. Who did that? Like really loud. I'm like looking around and they're looking at me like I'm crazy. Like they're like, what? Did what? I'm like, did one of you guys just flick a booger at me? <laughs> and 
they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I'm serious. And so I look at my husband and I show him my cheek and I'm like, this, this, this is oh, wait, what happened. So you still had yes, it? Yes, because I, I needed the evidence. Like, I needed it for proof. I have a yeah. burger on my cheek. <laughs> <laughs> And so he's looking at it and he looks at our daughter. He's like, did you do this? <laughs> and she's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, are you sure? One of you did it. One of you is is not being honest. You know, and so I'm like, this booger did not land on my cheek for no reason. Wait, okay, pause. Was it a for real booger? Well, and then that's what my husband was saying. He's like, well, maybe it's not a booger. Maybe it's, and I look up at the ceiling and I'm like, well, what could it have been? You're leaking boogers. I know. It's like, oh my gosh, maybe it was a phantom booger, a ghost booger. Like maybe a ghost is playing a joke oh on me. Oh my God. <laughs> that is the oddest though. I know. I never found out what happened and I was just like, whatever. No, Lily has a good funny story though. Back no. On our, when we opened up the show, we were talking about uh, videos made, but memes and things or POVs specifically. Oh, gosh. The one about the mom that I was showing you. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> that one made me laugh. It was like this. Uh, it was like a TikTok. The mom was like peeling like a... It was like when when a you're cheese. when your toddler wants a snack, but it's not your first rodeo, mm-hmm. and then so she's like, "Okay, uh, what do you want? Cheese? You want circle cheese, or you want string cheese? You want it in the wrapper or out the wrapper? You want me to peel it for you? You want you want to do it? You want to you want me to do it halfway, or you you want to do it? And it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh! But that's so but freaking reality, true. Because what happened with your gosh, son? So the other day he wanted milk, and I'm like, all right, cool. You know, let me go get you some. So there I go. <laughs> And then I'm pouring the milk into his right, bottle. because that's what you do. And all of a sudden, he's watching me, and he starts flipping out, <laughs> like, screaming bloody murder. And he's on the floor. Oh, my God. And so I stop, and I'm like, what? What do you, what? What do you want? What happened? And he's all, do it. <laughs> and he's, like, screaming it, though, with, like, tears coming down his face. So he wanted to do it. And I go, oh, you want to do it? Oh, and he's Lord. like, yes. And so I pick him up. I sit him on the counter. And then I'm acting like he's opening the thing the of milk. milk. Carton, yeah. And then I'm acting like he's holding his oh bottle. And then I'm pouring it in. And then he's closing up his bottle and then he's all happy. So and then he satisfied. walks away. Yeah. You know, I'm realizing that teens and the toddlers really aren't that far apart. <laughs> They're just bigger. You know, it's just, I mean, one is tantruming about something. But that's still, true, though. I mean, the bigger person that's is still really tantruming what about it something. Is. Gosh. You know? Somebody's always being dramatic about something. Pretty much. Tantrums and just a bunch of dramatics behind the scenes. <laughs> So, I on guess that note, <laughs> it is that's what it is to be a parent, I guess. It is the life of. Well, I guess that's why that's why we have the show, though. And this is why we, our break time. Why we drink. This is our break, like the break room type of deal. This is our, you know, how people have dens or really fancy areas where they go relax mm-hmm, or guys mm-hmm. have their, you know, basement areas, like the man cave and all yeah, that. Yeah, this is our this is our area. Our studio, pretty much, where we, or we, we have it, where we have alcohol, we have snacks down here, <laughs> we, we have do our music, have snacks. we have candles, you know, just so it smells nice, mm-hmm. you know. So the only thing is that it's cold. That's the only thing. So we have our recording blankets. Blanket. <laughs> you have a freaking sleeping bag today, right now. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it is cold though, but I'm starting to get a little warm now with this drink, which and all the laughter, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> So as I'm going to be getting another refill on this drink, mm-hmm. 
I guess we'll leave it at that for this episode. Sounds good. So thanks for joining us today. And again, like always, if you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating or you can just buy us a drink on our Ko-fi page. It's similar to Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel like giving. Your support is always greatly appreciated. So with that, until next time, thanks for joining us for another happy hour in the Spirit Lounge. I'm Lily. And I'm Vanessa. And this was the Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you have Echo devices, an easy way to listen is just say, Alexa, play Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Plus, follow us on Facebook and Instagram to check out our next episode teaser and drink feature. See if you can guess what our next theme will be. Until next time. Cheers! Cheers.